Hi, this is Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Thanks very much for listening in to our podcast. Today's topic, models and design. Morgan wrote in um, on, on the uh, coffee page uh, asking a question after his uh, generous contribution and uh, asked about uh, how I approach uh, designing a piece. Uh, do I use SketchUp? Do I use uh, models, uh, full-scale drawings? And so that's something I'm going to chat about for a little bit today. Design. My feeling is that we have so much work to do on a piece uh, to bring it to fruition, to bring it to completion, that neglecting to front-end load the process is such a huge mistake. And by that I mean spending time on your design, working out the details before you get started rather than hoping that things come to you in the you know, burst of creativity. Spending the time at the front helps get you through to the end and gives you that basis from which you can make changes and do other things uh, to uh, jazz up a piece. I think it's very important at the beginning of the design process to work out a number of options and uh, check in. Check in how you feel about, about things. I usually start with a series of sketches, rough sketches, done with a uh, carpenter's pencil or a very uh, blunt-tipped uh, felt marker. Uh, felt-tip marker. The bigger the strokes, the better. I don't want to get picky about stuff. I'm just looking for form at this point, and I'm trying to work out ideas. And if I can put a dozen down on the page, that's great. And then I just put it away. Put away for a day or two. Come back to it, examine it, find the ideas that I think might have value for this particular project, and start to work on those and narrow it down to three basic ideas. And then put it away again. Put it away. Walk away, do other stuff, don't think about it. Get it out of your head. And then narrow it down to one final design. That's the way that I work. I find that it it helps to get away from the piece, and then it allows me to come up on it and surprise myself. And I have to say, I do a lot of gut checking uh, when I design. So I like to see how I feel when I see the design again after a period of being away. Am I happy to see it, <laughs> or is it really not that good? So that... Uh, downtime away from the design allows me to come up on it fresh and uh, get my hit from it. And yeah, it is uh, it is more of a gut feeling than a, uh, a checklist. You can say, oh, well, that's blue or that's bluer. You know, it's, it's a feeling. And that has worked for me over the years to, uh, to get a sense of, of how a piece is going to work for me at that point, and hopefully for years to come. Whenever I come on the piece, I'll, I'll have that same feeling of, uh, yeah, that's right, that looks right. My approach is to uh, work, once I've got a design and I know what the piece is, my approach is to uh, nail down the proportions of the piece. I think that's very important, um, having some sense of things. I designed a table one time, and it looked really good. Only it was... You know, a lot three times wider than I wanted it to be when it 
push came to shove, and I had to come up with the actual dimensions of the piece. So now I work on that right at the get-go and uh, draw a little box on my uh, sketch pad that's, that has the proportions. So when I'm sketching, I'm working inside that little box. 3 to 5, 1 to 2, 7 to 12, whatever it is. There is a sense of proportion that I'm working with. And I think that's important. I think it's huge. I think when a viewer, when a client, when you walk into the room to look at a piece, that's the first thing you sense. It's form. It's presence. And uh, a piece that's in a proportion of 1 to 2 is very different and feels very different than a piece that's in a 1 to 12 proportion. And Try it. See it. Working on the proportions might require me to start doing some full-scale modeling. So sometimes you're, you're thinking about a box and you say, well, how, how big do I need it? need to satisfy the functional requirements of a piece. But once that's done, how do I need it to feel? Does it look better if it's a 1 to 2 ratio or better at a 2 to 3 ratio? And so sometimes I'll just cut out a piece of paper, a piece of cardboard in those proportions and stare at it or a chunk of wood and look at it. I've done that for table legs. I say, well, let's let's do a 2 and a quarter by 2 and a quarter. Well, maybe 3 by 3 is better. So you just cut up little chunks, paint them black, take a look at them. It's a very simple step to check out the proportions of the piece and the proportions of the members of the piece. And so that is a kind of full-scale modeling. I have worked with full-scale drawings. I find them to be liars, yeah, basically, uh, because what they what they show you is an eye-level view at every point on the page, and that's not what you see. The ability to draw in perspective is a great skill, and I like doing it, uh, but it takes a lot of time. I've done it for, for several pieces, and the results are phenomenal, but it's still a, a very time-consuming process, so it's not something I do for every piece. I spent enough of my life on the computer that uh, working with SketchUp has no appeal for me. Uh, I'd much rather model the piece in cheese <laughs> than work in SketchUp. <laughs> I actually think cheese is a pretty good modeling uh, medium. Uh, you know, here's your form, and you get to take stuff away from it, and then you see what you got left, and you can eat the offcuts. It's great. But I do like full-scale modeling in cardboard, and I think that's a huge thing. I think modeling in cardboard is such an easy way of having the piece in hand, in front of your eyeballs, and you can walk around it. Uh, it takes oh, a few hours to do. I did a, a model for some clients years ago, and this was a big piece. It was a dining room table, and I was concerned. It had eight legs to it. It was a gate leg table. And I was concerned about how many legs there were, and could you really get chairs in there, and I talk the client into letting me do a full-scale model. And they were very concerned, the clients were, at the shape of the drop leaf on this table. Well, it was a, uh, what was it, four and a half by seven foot oval, big table. And uh, I did it all in cardboard, did it in about three hours. Cut up the cardboard, double-walled cardboard works best because there's more gluing surface. And you can cut it on the table saw, you can cut it on the band saw, it works great. You can glue it up with uh, hot melt glue if you're in a hurry, or you can use yellow glue. Uh, you can pin it together. You can cut joints in it. Uh, if you want to score an edge and not cut through it, you just take a Phillips head screwdriver and 
score the paper and uh, and then bend it. Uh, you can suggest a leg without actually building a leg by uh, scoring it and bending it. So that ability to create a model that I can set on the floor in the studio and walk around is just, it's fantastic. It's such a huge help to me to be able to see it. And then to take it to uh, the situation, the place where it's going to live. Uh, I had some, some clients who wanted a dresser in their bedroom, and I made the, I made the uh, model, full-scale model of the dresser. Didn't take any time at all. Basically just, you know, four pieces, five pieces of, of cardboard glued together and draw, draw in the drawer fronts and the poles. And what we're looking for is the, the sense of the piece, the mass of the piece. And that's what these full-scale models are about. They're about the mass of the piece. And it was way too big. Uh, a little uncomfortable being in their bedroom listening to them argue back and forth. But worthwhile in the end to know that that was a piece that wasn't going to work. We had to come up with a different design. So this type of full-scale modeling I, th- I find incredibly valuable and foregoes the need to actually build a piece out of you know a secondary wood like poplar or, or alder and you know knock it together with screws or something. Um, I think in some instances that's a requirement. I don't think it is for a box, a jewelry box, or a table. But if you're building a chair, it's a must. Now, we have a chair design class coming up July 31st, August 2nd, a three-day workshop. And that's what we're going to be doing, is working towards a full-scale prototype. The importance of that in chair design is that there are three requirements that have to be met. And usually there's only two. Uh, Unless you're building instruments, um, a table or a chest of drawers doesn't have to be sat on. There isn't a level of comfort to it. There's a level of of uh, tactile feel and and how it uh, how it works that's important. But you're not sitting your butt down in it. And so the importance of that uh, really comes comes forward when you're when you're doing a chair design. And at the same time, it needs to look good so that you feel invited to sit in it. And it needs to be well-made. So those are the three things. And that comfort factor is difficult to do on a uh, piece of paper. It's impossible to do in SketchUp. You need to sit on the piece in order to get a sense of, oh, this doesn't feel right, or oh, this feels good. And the the change of a quarter of an inch of uh, the length of a leg can make a huge difference in how a piece feels. So... Full-scale mock-ups for chairs, I think, is very, very important. For other pieces, I think just having a sense of the mass of the piece, seeing it in place, uh, that can give you a great deal of information about the size and, and, uh, and shape of a piece. As I said earlier, full-scale drawings can give you some idea, but they don't give me enough information. I've done a few, and I'm not that not that fond of them. Uh, so my drawings are always done on an eighth inch or to an inch or a quarter inch to an inch scale, depending on the size of the piece. Um, and I'll do a front and a side elevation, and then a plan view, 
And from there, I go to my joinery drawings, and those are always full scale. So I can get those uh, important details worked out uh, before I start uh, cutting out material. Now, another full scale method is to start making your templates once you've got some ideas about shapes in place. Making the templates uh, allows you to either do full-scale drawings um, very quickly or to mock up pieces, make the template, mock up a a leg shape, and uh, play around with it. So that um, helps with both shape and laying out joinery. Oftentimes when you're working with, say, a chair or a table with a curved part to it, uh, I usually design that template so that the joinery lands on a flat spot and I'm not fighting curves. Building furniture is challenging enough without making curved shoulders. That full-scale work with the templates can be very useful as well. So I hope that helps, Morgan, with your uh, question about design and modeling. Years ago, I visited Art Carpenter at his shop down in Bolinas, California, and uh, he said he couldn't draw, and that he preferred to draw with the bandsaw. So he made quarter-scale models, and they were propped up all around this octagonal showroom he had, and they were great. They were great to look at. They just, there they were. And so building scale models, I think, are great for aesthetics to get the aesthetics worked out, and you can build those fairly quickly, too. Uh, I actually built a, a model one time and had my uh, photographer friend uh, take a really good shot of it, and I submitted that uh, as a piece for a show. I told him it was a model, but and it worked. Uh, that model building can be so valuable because it it gives you a sense of how the piece is going to look and forces you to think about how you're going to build it. With the actual pieces, you are, you're thinking, okay, do I put these two legs and a rail together first or these two legs and a rail together next? And so that's so valuable. Uh, in the biography on uh, Frank Gehry that I saw, documentary, Frank Gehry, the architect, pull out your handkerchief. That's one of his buildings. That's what they look like. They are very freeform. And he says that he models in several different scales. He doesn't. His minions model for him. And I can see it. I can see how it's so valuable to see this stuff, particularly when you're working on something that scale, large buildings. Uh, You want to be able to see it and make sure that it's right from all sorts of perspectives. And the modeling really does that. It saves you so much time down the road. Uh, And it saves you that embarrassing, whoops, feeling, completing a piece and thinking, uh, something's not quite right. So I, I encourage you to uh, to model. Uh, cardboard is a great full-scale modeling medium, um, but you can, you can certainly use wood uh, as well. Drawing in quarter-scale works great, and making quarter-scale models is a great aesthetic complement to your models. But front-end load this process, and you will be much happier working on the piece, knowing that it's going to work. It's going to come out the way you've planned it. Inspiration is serendipitous. Design is hard work. That's just the truth of it. Design is hard work. And as uh, Brian Boggs once said to me, if you're not throwing away designs, you're not actually designing. It's work. 
And so iteration after iteration, try after try, and that's what you have to do. And uh, it's worth it to come up with something that does the job. It's worth it to come up with something that hits it, that hits it on the mark, and hits it on the mark forever. So whenever you see that piece, you go, that's it. And if you're a designer, it only takes one. It only takes one to make your name, one design to make your mark. The simpler it is, the harder it is to get to that point. You have to work very, very hard to be simple and express the essence of your intention in a simple design. Well, that reminds me that uh, we have a design open house coming up at the studio May 17th, Friday at 6 p.m., May 17th. John Eisenman, choral director at Grant High School, and I will be talking about intention. That's going to be fun. Design involves so much more than just satisfying a purpose or a function. A chair is a chair. Cut a log up and you can sit on the end of it. But a chair with intention, a chair that, uh, or a choral piece that is designed to move you as intention. And so we're going to talk about some of those things and how uh, different creative people go about doing that. I think it's a fascinating subject, so you're welcome to join us, all free and open to all, open minds only. Thanks very much for listening. This has been Gary Rogowski for the Northwest Woodworking Studio. Please check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com. Come on by the studio, come and take a class. Love to see you. And one final thing about design. Do your best. Do your best work. Thanks very much.